0: Welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is your special SB Nation Writers Mock Draft edition of the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is CSR's pick at the 16th pick in the first round. Bradley Smith, our great and benevolent dictator, made the pick for the Carolina Panthers. So, Brad, who did you pick with the 16th pick in the Writers Mock?
1: Well, Brian, with the 16th pick in the writer's mock, I picked Andre DeLard, the offensive tackle from Washington State University. God
0: damn it, Brad. I told you to pick a pass rusher. Son of a bitch. <laughs> there weren't any left, Brian. What do you mean
1: there weren't any left? There weren't any left. Who, who was left at the pick? Tell me. Tell me who was left. Okay. Who was there? Now... I mean, obviously, this is just how our fellow SB Nation writers see the draft going. We're not actually making the decisions for the teams. Uh, But Nick Bosa was gone. Josh Allen was gone. Quinnen Williams was gone. Ed Oliver was gone. Brian Burns was gone. Montez Sweat was gone. Cleland Farrell was gone. They were all gone in the first 15 picks. And, you know... We do need a defensive lineman. Uh, I'm not going to argue that because that's true. Uh, We also need a left tackle. And I took Dillard because I think he's the best value at number 16, especially when there's more depth on the defensive line in this draft, at least quality depth, than there is offensive tackle. Um, You know, there were a couple of guys that I could have taken with this pick instead of DeLard. I could have taken Rashawn Gary. I could have taken Polite. I could have taken Chase Vinovich. I could have taken Christian Wilkins, Jeffrey Simmons, or Dexter Lawrence. But I think those guys, um, you know, that's a solid list of six players. And I'm pretty sure at least one of them will be available in the second round when the Panthers pick at number 47 overall.
0: So... Definitely valid reasoning there. Um, Cleland Farrell and uh, Rashawn Gary were definitely still on the board, though, as far as defensive linemen go. Um,
1: no, Cleveland Farrell was taken number 15 by Washington.
0: Oh, he was. He wasn't in the list you gave me. That's right. Well, Rashawn Gary was still on the board then.
1: Yeah, Rashawn Gary was still on the board. And I I thought about taking Rashawn Gary, and I think there's an argument for taking Rashawn Gary. But I think that Andre Delard fits a need more immediately than Rashawn gary does
0: i mean you could have taken a safety too i mean none of the safeties have been picked i, I mean, could
1: have taken a safety but every panthers fan that reads cat scratch reader would have been mad at me
0: except me except who, you the guy yeah. going the guy saying we should take a safety earlier. yeah and i, I mean,
1: make you i make you mad all the time so I, I w- i'm okay with that this
0: is a daily occurrence yeah um I mean, like Daryl Williams could play left tackle, though. Stop. <laughs> what do you mean? They they said he could play left tackle. I mean, the the organization has come out and said that they think that Taylor Moton or Daryl Williams can play left tackle. So what's what's the problem here, Billy? I mean, they 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 seem like they know best, right? Right.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess Moton can, but it's such a small sample that. I wouldn't be reading too much, and he looks so much better on the right side.
0: Just imagine which... him looking so good on the right side, but on the left, though. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, it's not look... like it's a mirror, Brian. That's not how it works.
0: I mean, it's just he, he could be left handed. We don't know.
2: I mean, he could be, but he could also just be more comfortable on the right. So, Billy, yeah, I mean, like
1: my, th- oh, yeah, my thing is, you know, if you, if you have. A potential all pro right tackle. And that's what Taylor Moton is. He is a potential all pro in year in, year out, right tackle. Why move him? Like why complicate things by shifting the pieces around the board? Like Daryl Williams, even if he plays right tackle and Taylor Moton moves to the left, Williams is only signed for one year. Like they're not gonna. Well, hopefully, they're not gonna give him a five year, $75 million contract. And you know, why move Moten over to left when you're gonna have to move him back over after Williams is gone anyway? So, I think that the easiest solution is to get one of the best pass protectors at left tackle in the draft,
0: or you could play because Daryl Williams. Williams can
1: play left guard.
0: Left guard and left tackle are basically the same, right? No. <laughs> no, they're not, Brian. <laughs> uh, this, this is the troll portion. I apologize. Uh, Billy, <clears throat> go ahead. Explain to us the uh, justification with Dil- with Dillard, Dillard, however the hell you pronounce it, at a left tackle for the first round.
2: Yeah, so I think he's probably the best pass-protecting tackle in the draft. Um. I mean, there's gonna be questions on some other guys. He might be even be like one of the best offensive linemen period in this class. Uh, but you know, he played in at Washington State under Mike Leach in their Air Raid offense, which is a primarily you know passing offense that emphasizes wide splits. And what that means is that the area between each of the offensive tackles is about. You know, a yard and a half, two yards, where in a normal style offense, it's like just less than a yard. And the reason for that is to essentially create angles and throwing windows for the quarterback because you're opening up a lot more areas. And so, from a technique standpoint, Dillard has very effective kick slide, uh, which means that as soon as the ball is snapped, he Is very fluid in getting to a spot. Uh, He has long arms, which allow him to redirect the offensive lineman, or excuse me, the the edge rusher's hands when they attempt to execute a pass rush move on him. And one of the areas where I was really impressed was that even if he does get knocked back a couple yards, um, he has he uses his free arm, which is you know the arm that he he's not really working with he uses that free arm to fight back against the defensive tackle when they're trying to you know use a rip move or arm over move and it's sort of like watching a boxer and you know how he's able to like leverage his hands and just completely like you know not allow any further penetration was one of the more impressive things about watching him and he's like a really athletic player so I think those combinations you know give him the title of being the best pass blocker in this class and plus the, the some of the analytics also favor him uh, pro, pro football focus had him as the best pass blocker in the class and and they had a study that they came out with that said some of their uh, pass blocking data for prospects is becoming uh, in, in some ways, Indicative of how they'll perform in the pros too.
0: But Billy, there's one thing we have to address here. Senior Bowl.
2: Oh, you mean that one clip where he got beat like in the fourth quarter of a Senior Bowl? Yeah, by yeah, yeah I forget him? I
0: forget who shared it, but there was some guy who shared uh, a clip of him getting his ass roasted.
2: I uh, muted that, Brian. I muted that convo as soon as you entered it. So
0: <laughs> what? Who? Who would mute a conversation when I enter? That's ridiculous. I'm. I have solid. <laughs> I, wish I, would have,
1: I wish I would have seen him get beat on one rep in practice at the senior bowl. I wouldn't have picked him. I would have picked Rashawn Gary if I had that information.
0: It's funny how you can cherry pick somebody's college tape and make them look like a bad offensive lineman or bad, really anything. I mean, it's crazy. It's just, it's just nuts. That's what draft Twitter's like, though. You just find the, the the clips that support your and suddenly that guy's a borderline fifth-round pick, maybe. So who the hell knows? But um, I guess well, – Let me ask
1: you a question, Brian. Sure. Oh, you want to ask me a question? I want to okay. ask you a question. Okay, now I told you the players that were gone. I told you who I picked, and I told you who was left. Uh, if you were in that situation – Now, we could not do this because the, the writer's mock draft is just straight up pick the pick and move on – um would you have traded down
0: um probably not honestly i mean it's tough because like the way this mock draft fell like all it me being the guy who really wants a pass rusher i mean i want a safety too but that's mainly just because i wrote a piece about how they should pick a, a safety with the first or second pick and i just want to be right um but with the way this mock draft fell there weren't really any other edge rushers that were worth the pick aside from maybe Rashawn Gary. And if you're down, you're essentially banking on that. One of those picks is not Dillard or Rashawn Gary. So if you trade down and pick up what another third round picks, you know Marty Herney's not, is hit or miss with anyway, you might not get one of those two prospects out of it. And then you have to settle on, you know, drafting a safety, maybe overdrafting one or a corner or a wide receiver like Metcalf, for example. And at that point, where's the value? I mean, I I understand the argument for trading down, but literally every team can make an argument to trade down because you just acquire extra draft picks. The problem is with teams like Carolina, they have so many needs that it doesn't make sense to continue to go down as far as quality goes. And that for the first, I don't know, maybe 10, 15, 20 picks, that's all like just the highest quality player you can draft. I mean, theoretically, anyway, you know, there's going to be those teams that trade up to go draft the guy who doesn't do shit. But still, like you're, it's you're you're throwing darts at a dartboard, hoping that you hit a bullseye. Essentially, so the smaller dart you have, the less likely you're going to hit the bullseye. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. What What do you think, Billy? <sighs> I guess my opinion is that what Brian said is accurate, but at the same time, if you have more opportunities, then you're going to give yourself more opportunities to also find p- better players.
0: That's also valid. It is. I, I don't want to yeah. downplay that at all for sure. Because I just
2: think like, even like Brad has said this so many times that the draft is like a crap shoot and it is. So like, if you give yourself more opportunity with more picks, then you're giving yourself, you know, you're kind of lessening the risk of, you know, attempting to find players who can replace what you have on the roster, or just fill your holes. My, yeah,
0: only counterpoint mean, to, my only counterpoint to that is, and obviously the Cleveland Browns are a cursed franchise, but the Cleveland Browns are a good example over the years. Like they, they had the opportunities to take guys like Carson Wentz or Jared Goff when they needed them. Like, but for- I, I, I'm not, I'm not even sure, like. I that, like, that may not be I'm, a good example. I'm just saying, like,
2: no, I, I don't, I don't. Well, they, well, technically, they didn't have the, they didn't have a chance to get golf because they were picking second in that draft, um, and golf went number one overall. But I, I will say that, they did have the chance for, Wentz, but at the same time, like, despite trading back, I, I, like, I, I really don't think Carson Wentz would be this good if he landed. On that Cleveland team in 2016, right? Like well, playing for Hugh Jackson and doing like just yeah. I don't. I don't. Think I wasn't.
0: Make it. I wasn't specifically talking like about that specific situation, like how that would work out. I'm just saying like when you're a team that has a lot of needs, does it really make sense to? I, I get. I get it. Like take more shots, obviously, but like when you have the opportunity to take a guy where you have done your scouting, you've done, you've done everything that you possibly can, and you, you feel he's going to fill that need. And obviously in the draft, you could run into the guy who ends up being a complete bust. But at the same time, like Carolina needs an offensive tackle. Carolina needs a defensive lineman of some kind to rush the passer. So why would you risk moving back and not getting that guy when you're in this position when they have a quarterback and they have a great some great pieces on the offense and defense. Like why not just try and build that up with the best value you can. And.
2: No, I, again, I agree with that. If a team's I mean, like, it's... Hey,
0: give a, we'll give you a first round pick to trade up eight spots next year. Yeah. Take that. Absolutely. But like moving back for another third round pick where Marty Harney's hit or miss, like, I don't know. I'm just. Well, I'm not, that's, as, I'm not, that's a the sure thing. Like
2: everyone will know I get what you're saying. and. I get it. Like, yes, Herney has not been good in the draft, like, after the first round. Although last year kind of goes against that philosophy because it looks like Jackson and Ian Thomas look like they'll be quality contributors. Anyway, that's not my point. My point is, if he's, like, really that bad, then why not give him more picks to see, like, if he could potentially, like, find a hidden gem?
0: I could see that, and like I'm not an I'm not against trading down later. Yeah, and, 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 and I want to say
2: like if 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 like a Brian Burns or Dillard are on the board, then or even like a Montez Sweat, then yeah, like you take one of those players. I'm not saying like by all like means like trade down. You don't want to make your attention known like that. Like you know, I'm reading some teams like the Jets and the Lions. Like, they're coming out. I saw, like, Albert Breer and Peter King in their Monday morning columns. They said that those two teams are desperate to trade down. That just, I mean, you lose all your leverage in that situation. So we haven't heard one way or the other which way they want to lean, which is a good thing because you want to kind of keep your intel close to the vest, and that way you can draw more interest. Like, no one, I repeat, no one knew that the Saints would trade up all the way to 14 with the Packers last year and let alone give up a first round pick so yeah if if a situation like that arises and yeah you just you know you trade back and you you kind of let the draft fall to you that way
0: yeah if if it if it's like a, a draft pick like or excuse me a draft trade like that hell yeah absolutely you get an, an additional first round pick out of it the following year definitely go for it for sure I just don't see where Carol like where Carolina is positioned in the draft where they could do that and get that kind of lion's share trade. I mean, granted, that's unpredictable. I mean, none of us would have said, Oh, the Saints are gonna trade up and give a first round pickup last year for Harold Landry. Like nobody nobody thought that. So I get it. Like that in that situation, I'm obviously gonna be like, Yeah, let's trade down. Definitely. Do it. hundred percent, because you're just building up for the future. And with Cam Newton potentially not being with the team in two years. I mean, we, we can't really, like, rule that out at this point. Like, you want to build up as much capital as you can down the line. Plus, it's just more more places where you can replace a high-level, high-paid starter, like K1 Short, for example, with a first-round pick. So I'm not going to ever be opposed to a trade like that, but trades where they get another third round for a team to move up four picks – Eh. I mean, with the current situation they're in, especially with the way I I know that this this team is going to be all about winning right now, because Marty Herney and Ron Rivera are basically looking at this being their last year if they don't do something. So, in my mind, with that in mind, I wouldn't think they're going to trade down.
2: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like I said, if, if Burns, Dillard, and Sweat and those guys are gone. I think they would put, especially with the owner coming out and speaking about analytics. And, you know, you're hearing comments from the head coach and the GM that also go to that point that they're implementing a lot of analytics. And I think one of the biggest, like, one of the first, like, you know, research studies that was done, especially with the draft and as far as analytics are concerned, was. You know, in regards to that, the draft is not an exact science. I mean, a lot of the really good teams, the smart teams, like the Patriots, the Eagles, the Ravens, uh, even the Seahawks, like they believe in volume when it comes to the draft, and you want to have as many picks as possible so you can, you know, throw more darts on the board. Like we've already said, and I just think like if you're trading up, you're really putting yourself in a bad position, or if you just are dead set on taking a player, even if your player that you wanted is gone. I just, I feel like you're limiting yourself. I think like, I, I mean, I, last year, like Dave gelman said that they were not in any way going to trade down, you know, from the second pick of the draft. And that just is like such a, you know, arrogant <laughs> mindset because yeah, you can be confident in your scouting abilities, but at the same time, like it's also, you know, re- kind of more humbling to realize that no one is perfect at this right
0: yeah it's definitely not an exact science for sure um what was i gonna say um i think in the sense of uh trading down when the board doesn't really fall the way you want it to makes sense um in my mind it's just a matter of like what value do you have at that pick and Currently, like, the only reason I could see Carolina trading down would be for a quarterback. Like, a team jumps up to grab a quarterback because they're afraid another team is going to take it. At that point, you know, it could probably work out 100%. Um,
1: yeah, well, in, in our mock I, draft that we did, there are no players that are really worth anyone from 17 to 32. There, there's nobody worth trading up right. for you know, all the good players are gone. Like, I don't see anybody trading up for Rashawn Gary. I don't see anybody trading up for Chase Vinovich. I don't see anybody trading up for Christian Wilkins or um, Polite or, you know, somebody like that. I, I just, I don't see, I don't see the I value there. And I, I don't think it's possible that the Panthers are going to even be able to trade down, even if, if they wanted to, unless they're going to trade down to like,
0: 20. Yeah, and I think that a player like Dillard would be someone that a team would trade up for too. Um yeah, and if that's however, the
1: case, then Carolinas should just pick him.
0: However, there is one thing I want to bring up as far as trade-ups go that Billy mentioned as far as um <clears throat> so the Panthers traded up for Daryl Williams and they traded up for Devin Funches, giving up picks. So Devin Funches is no longer with the team and Daryl Williams is probably with the team for another year at best. So they gave up those picks, which were going to be extra players. And the players they took are not going to be with the team anymore for the most part. I mean, Williams is on a one year prove it deal, but he was basically gone if any team had, had, you know, given him what market value would have been. So I, I get, I get what Billy's saying with that. Like, Trading up may not be a good idea. Because Trading up is never
1: up. a good idea, in my opinion.
0: I feel like the only time that that makes sense is when you're going for a quarterback, because that's the kind of player that changes your franchise's direction. Yeah,
2: I agree. I agree with that. And then I, I want to be clear. Yeah, want, like if you I trade up to it. get
1: somebody like Patrick Mahomes, yeah, that works out. There's Sean but, Watson, yeah or Deshaun Watson or somebody like that. But most of the time, if a guy falls out of the top 10 and he's a quarterback or an edge rusher, he fell out of the top 10 for a reason. It's very extraordinarily rare for the top 10 in the NFL draft to not need either a quarterback or an edge rusher. Because teams that pick in the top 10 are teams that lose, And teams lose in the NFL because they either do not have a quarterback or do not have a pass rush. And if you're a a a prime player at either edge or quarterback and you don't get picked in the top ten, there's a reason for that most of the
2: time.
0: Right, I agree.
2: And let's we we don't need to rehash Marty Herney's history of trading up. We don't have time to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think. Brian has the wherewithal to deal with it.
0: I uh God. No. Just
2: uh Well Billy,
1: let me ask you this, since you're you're our draft expert guru, um, how would you grade this pick? Oh, Dylan Yeah, based on the board and based on what I could have done. I could have taken Gary, I could have taken Polite or Vinovich or Wilkins. Um or a safety. Or a safety.
2: Yeah, I would give it an I would give it an A. Okay. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I mean I, I don't think Polite is gonna be drafted within the first three rounds. No,
0: after his combine, I would be surprised if he And,
2: was. and don't get me wrong, I still really, really like his tape. I, I just I think
1: um, a team is gonna find him in the third round and, and steal him.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that's where he goes ultimately. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't mind Carolina being that team, but I just, I'm not sure.
0: Agreed. Um, Yeah. I mean, like honestly with the trolling aside, I mean, Rashawn Gary seems like he's more of a, like kick him inside more often than not type guy. So like at that point, maybe bank on the defensive lineman you have. And uh let it go. Where with the offensive line, you know you're protecting Cam. Cam's obviously been very good when he's had an offensive line that's even semi competent. So, I mean, for fuck's sake, his 2015 season he had Michael Ower at left tackle, Mike Remmers at right. So, if you can find a day one starter at left tackle, I I can't really complain. I just worry about the defense. But maybe yeah. Find well, full elsewhere. disclosure.
1: Full disclosure, I when when I started looking at players and was preparing to make my pick, I was fully set on taking Brian Burns because I think that Ron Rivera wants Brian Burns because he can play three four linebacker and he can also play four three defensive end. I think he's the kind of defensive end that Ron wants. Because, you know, a lot of Panthers fans have seen it. Um But for those who haven't, the Panthers are going to run a lot of 3-4 next year, a lot. Uh, We're not going to switch directly to it. Like, we're still going to have 4-3 looks, but we're going to run a lot of different fronts. And I think Ron wants somebody like Burns who can play multiple spots. Uh, But he was already taken. Um, My next idea was to take Cleland Farrell because I think he's going to be a good defensive end, too. But he was taken one pick before us. The Washington took him at 15. So I was pretty much shoehorned into taking a left tackle. And so I picked the best one. Yeah. Because I personally think defensive end is a bigger need than offensive tackle. Because, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, we can move Taylor Moten to left tackle. Like, if we have to, we can do that. Uh, I, I don't think we should, but we can. You know, right now our 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 pass rush is Bruce Irvin, Mario Addison, Effie Obada, and um Marquise Haynes. Like that's just not good enough.
0: Nope, unless Vernon Butler makes a huge jump.
1: Yeah, unless Vernon well, he's not he he an edge rusher. Yeah, he's not an edge rusher. And k one no, can like, rush the quarterback from the inside, but that's but that's what I mean. Like I didn't
0: mean he's an edge rusher, I just meant from the sense of like If you got Kwan short and you have Vernon Butler making a huge jump as a pass rusher, maybe it's less of a problem. But we can't bank on that right now, and we haven't really had any indication that that'll happen either. So that's where I'm at. Like I'm just not. I just don't have faith in Don Terry Poe and Vernon Butler being enough on the inside alongside Kwan Short to make the pass rush happen with the pieces they have. That's, that's why I've been like a big advocate of edge rusher. And like you said, the draft didn't fall that way. I'm hoping it doesn't, (laughs) but if it does, they may have to try and go into the second, third rounds looking for that piece. And that's scary, but they may have to. I agree. Yeah. Aside from that, maybe like Nasir Adderley or someone like that, maybe in the first round. But we're not going to draft
1: a safety in the first round. You don't know this,
0: Brad. <laughs> I made a very good good case for it. I know Billy disagrees with it, but in the freaking round, a safety might not be a bad thing. That's all I'm saying.
2: Hold on, I, I never. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't be upset depending on what safety it is.
0: I'm thinking like Adderley, maybe like Thornhill, if they decide to go with this whole like strong safety at both positions thing. But
2: well, I think Thornhill is a top twenty player, so if they took him at sixteen, I'd be thrilled. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure how much interest they've shown him.
0: Interesting. So a safety still could be in the cards. Hmm. Well, I I don't want to. I don't want to like you know. I don't want to conclude that it's in the. I'm column. taking this as gospel, Billy. <laughs> yeah, well. But yeah, um, so Andre Dillard was our pick. And quite frankly, after discussing, I can't necessarily oppose it because you give Carolina a pretty good top to bottom offensive line, minus, you know, maybe left guard being a question mark. So can't hate the pick that much goes against everything I've wanted, but we'll see. So, well, you can't
1: always get what you want.
0: Yeah. I'm aware, Brad, I work for you. So,
1: (laughs) yep, that's right. Don't forget it.
0: (laughs) Um, any lasting things we want to bring up as far as Dillard goes, Billy, I'll start with you.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I expect him to actually go like in the top 10, maybe even top 12. Um, so I'll be surprised if he's still on the board, and I'll be surprised if I, I think the two guys that are probably boxed to go before us, offensive linemen, would be Jonah Williams, and Andre Dillard. Uh, J. One Taylor seems to have like a medical like issue, which I was reading or listening to someone on the radio. I'm not sure which. I think it was like Tony Pauline. He said that. He's slipping down boards. But anyway, he's a right tackle, Um, so that shouldn't be of interest to us regardless. So, yeah, I mean, if Dillard did fall to us, then it would be a very good selection potentially. But, yeah, I, I I would assume that a guy like Burns or Sweat, if either of those two are on the board, then I think they should go in that direction.
0: Well, we have our uh, Marty Herney picture with Andre Dillard. So if he's there, I have a feeling it's going to just happen because we had last year with DJ Moore and North Turner in a picture. So forecasting the future. Uh, Brad, any lasting thoughts or anything else you want to address here?
1: Yeah, two things. One, I want to basically quote-unquote retweet what Billy just said because I agree with all of it. Um, so just rewind it 20 seconds or whatever, and listen to it again and pretend I said it, um, because I agree. Uh, I assume two, you said it. yeah. Okay. Number two, um, check out the SBN writers mock draft. Uh, we picked 16th. So there are 15 picks ahead of us. You can go back in on SB nation. I will also be sharing this on cat scratch reader whenever our pick is announced, whenever, uh, we, you know, post the write-up for it. We'll have all that there. Um, there will be links to the other picks. We'll have a whole big display of it. And if you follow along on SB Nation NFL, uh, you can follow um, the Mocking the Draft, who is actually posting everything together, uh, and keep up with it there. You can also keep up with it on Twitter. Um, so follow along and see what the teams do after us.
0: Oh yeah definitely follow the cat scratch Reader as well, which is at cat scratch reader minus the E at the very end before, or our app before R. Um, but yeah, we'll have some more draft coverage for you coming up with uh, the draft rapidly approaching at the end of April. So hopefully Diller will be the pick. If not, we'll see what the hell happens. I mean, it's the draft. It's the best time of the year. Am I right? So <laughs> from all of us here, at the keep sounding podcast this is brian joined by brad and billy and we will keep talking about the draft until it inevitably happens and we're all disappointed by the picks
1: see you guys later see you
2: keeps the football takes off to the end zone for the touchdown he takes the handoff and he scores Avoided the Dolphins behind the line of scrimmage and took it in for the first touchdown. Of the night. Newton Keeps. Lowers his shoulder and takes it in for the touchdown. On second and goal, shuttle pass for Caffrey. Touchdown.
0: And off dive for Jonathan Stewart and he's in for a touchdown. That's intercepted by Keeps. He has more of those than any linebacker in the league over the last five years. You know.
1: That's a road win in New England.